Featuring insights and inspirations from the mind of Boogie Triggs, this is Boogology, a Low Tree Studios podcast. My name is Jason. I am the producer and co-host, and joining me is the man behind the name, a 21-year Air Force veteran and a high-level leader and motivator of people. Mr. Boogie Triggs, welcome into the show. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. So as we've gone through this a little bit here, I'm starting to understand it'll get a little bit more clear picture. You know, you start something, you don't really know right. what's going to... I mean, obviously, Boogie's Boogie's my manager, but he's also a friend. He's also a mentor, and he's a mentor to a lot of people, and it's just who he is. It's what he does. And uh, so, you know, as we're going along, I get all the different things, all the little things that you say, and I pick them apart, and we, we create a podcast out of it. But right. you don't really know what the podcast necessarily is going to sort of be, be right? It's what it what its brand is. Right. So what I think this podcast does for people and does for me is it helps people navigate the tricky, unstable world of, of the workforce. But I think it also translates to your personal life as well. And that's what your insights do for a lot of people. I'm excited about this thing we're going to talk about today because we talked about it on the last podcast. We alluded to talking about it a little bit, and I want to know what the hell it is okay. when you talk about the human stain. What is that? What is that? Okay. I mean, I've seen stains on carpets, I've seen stains on sheets, but what shirts and sheets, what is the human stain? Okay. There was a book written. And it was titled A Human Stain. Okay. We made a movie about it. It was a um, movie, um, theatrical adaptation of it. Um, the Human Stain was written about a young guy that was born into an interracial family during like the 1930s and 40s. And um, his father was white. His mom was black, but she was very, very fair-skinned. So when he grew up, he looked like he was Jewish. Mm. Coarse, curly hair. So the people near his family knew that he had black blood in him, but everybody didn't. So he was it's on the East Coast. So he goes off to the East Coast and um, goes to school somewhere in Rhode Island in college. So he meets a girl, blonde, you know, debutante girl. And um, he meets her. They fall in love. He asks her to marry him. But she says she wouldn't unless she met his mother because his father had since passed. Mm. So they were on the train going to their mom. He was sitting there uncomfortable. Because he knows. And yes. And the girlfriend was like, what's wrong? Your mom going to love me? He's like, yeah, okay. All right. So they get there. When they walk up to the door and his mom opened the door, the girl got sick. Immediately sick. Like, like vomiting? Like vomiting sick to her stomach. Mm. The next episode shows her riding back on the train heading home. His human stain was, regardless of what he does, people are still going to see him as being black blood and they wouldn't accept that. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I took that title and used it for my own philosophical, you know, theory, you know, as far as how I explain to people about me. Gotcha. Science teaches us that there's two types of skin cells on your body. There's living and there's dead. So literally, every time you shake somebody's hand, you're transferring some of yourself to them. Yeah. All right? Every time you converse with someone, you're transferring some of them to you and you to them. So true. Not that we want to think about that. Right. Yeah, it's true. So the human stain to me is my life as a human, everybody I encounter becomes part of the stain of my life. Oh, that's beautiful, dude. So that's the human stain. And I often say, hey, thanks for staying in my life. 
that's the human stain to me. That's great. I'll, I'll say this. We don't give ourselves enough credit for the impact we have on others. And what I mean by that is, you know, people can be insecure. They can be insecure in relationships. They can say, you don't love me. You don't, whatever, like marriages or something like that in your right. relationship. You don't love yeah. me. You don't pay enough attention to me. And, and, and then <clears throat> what I like to say is this, look, I literally, and I say this to Mindy a lot, I would not be the human being that I am without you in my life. There's so much of her in me right. that can never be removed. Right. It can, it can, and I say it, never be removed. Let me tell you, Jason, uh, about three, no, four years ago, my wife and I separated, mm -hmm. okay? For whatever reason, it wasn't a third-party involvement, not a guy or a girl or anything like that. Just a Just, moment. Yeah, we separated. The thing is, I told everybody, I said, hey, I'm no good for anybody. I want you to know right now I'm no good. Like, what do you mean? I said, because I don't know who I am. Go, what do you mean? I said, well, look, think of marriages this way. You have a packet of Kool-Aid, you have a bottle of water, two different chemicals. So true. Then you mix them together to create a new chemical. All right? That's the marriage. There's a filtration system out there that will take that mixture and separate the two back to 99.9999999, whatever, to infinity, but never back to 100%. Can never. So that means that those two chemicals have now become a fourth and a fifth chemical that they're trying to figure out exactly what they are. That's why I am. Because if me and my wife didn't work out, I'd have to figure out who am I because I'm taking part of her with me until I get through that strainage part of which, you know, determining which part of me I want to retain, which part of the things I, I receive from her that I want to retain, and they remove the rest from me. I'm no good for, me, for anybody because I'm carrying not baggage, but still the weight of that marriage chemical, right? So I got to go detox. <laughs> yeah, I think baggage is a horrible word. For it me. is. It is. And, you know, I, 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 do cert, I do believe there are some things you have to unpack when you go through a breakup like that. But I, I like the idea and the concept of stain, even though stain does have a little bit of a negative connotation well, it to it. It does, but it also has a beautiful connotation to it. Because think of it, man. I mean, birthmark. Yeah. <laughs> it's big imperfection. Like I told you, I love imperfections. And we, and, and as a society, we hate them. I know. I know, but that's what makes it unique. Yeah. Imperfections makes us unique. Why, so I wonder why we focus so much on, th that's the weird thing about us, right? What, what's, tell me, who, and you don't have to tell me, this is more rhetorical. Got it. Who is the, who is the standard that we set our, that we set ourselves to? And because nobody meets it. Nobody. Every single person is completely different. So is the standard what we see on TV and they've got shitloads of makeup on and they're all pretty <laughs> and they're all good looking, you know, that kind of right. thing. Is that the standard we set ourselves to? When we show up in the world imperfect, we feel stained. Right. We feel not worthy, all those things. Instead right. of embracing how beautiful it is that we are different. My Our, our grandson is five years old. And he lost both of his front teeth, his two front teeth up top. Well, that's what he wants for Christmas then. That's what he wants for Christmas, his two front teeth. <laughs> and when he talks, man, you know, he doesn't say two anymore. It's like, two. Yeah, right. Give it to me, two, Papa. You, you need <laughs> those two teeth to make your teas, man. And I love it. I love it because, like, it's, it's his first level of imperfection. 
You know, he got oh, two minutes. Cool, into, and I love it. And guess what? He's still talking as much as he did and smiling as hard as he did when he had a mouth full at for his age, right? He don't care. He don't care. I hope he, he never I hope that he never loses it. And it's 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 a shame that we do lose it at some point. Right. The first time he gets made fun of by his peers is when he'll lose it. No, he's he's literally grabbing his teeth and trying to shake them to get more to fall out. Though? Five. Right. And what I'm saying is that put that put that toothless guy in high school. You're right. I, I, I see what you're saying. Me, I, I have a crooked smile. I have I don't give a damn. But again, I was poor. Psh, man, look, I'm just happy to have all my teeth. You know? So I hear you. But it shapes us. The, the way we're made fun of, it shapes us. Um, so you've adopted the principle or the idea of the human stain. Yes. And what? how has it served you in a positive way? Because I'm always ready for the next person I encounter. To, to influence your life in a way. Yeah. Even if, like, my wife hates it because I speak to everybody. Sometimes I speak to people who don't speak back and she gets mad. <laughs> She gets mad and she says, see, that's why I don't like when you talk to everybody because I hate when people just ignore you. I'm like, I'm good, though. I'm good. That makes me better. I'm good. If I speak to somebody and don't speak back to me, I'm like, okay, no problem. There's a belief that everybody is six degrees of separation. I've right? heard that. So if that's a fact, then if I don't know that person five degrees later, I'm going to know that person. <laughs> Because I know somebody they know. So so true, man. <laughs> so, so if they don't speak to me now, there's a chance five degrees later, they may speak to me. So I'm good. Yeah, that's great. So you use it in a way to, it's sort of like a, a, net, a network. Yeah, it you, is. You, get, you want to get to know as many people as you can. Listen, we, we can go in a biblical sense, all right? If you look at biblically, there's only two parents, Adam and Eve. And that's a fact. And every man is my brother and every woman is my sister. But I don't like all my family. Right? Just because we're part of a human family, I mean, I have to like everybody. Yeah. Now, with that being said, as we, as we go through life and we encounter each other, we, we're really family. So think of it. You, you go to Cancun, Mexico. Mm -hmm. The same week I'm in Cancun, Mexico, and we don't know it. Then we get back and like, hey, man, where were you? I was in Mexico. So was I. Where'd you stay? I stayed here. Dude, I was next door. We'll be upset because we didn't see each other while we were there. Yeah. My philosophy is we're all souls on vacation from heaven. That's great philosophy. To, to return back to heaven and run into each other and say, yeah, man, I was down here. Well, you, I was there too. How long were you there for? 70 years. So was I. And we never saw each other. How disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting so cool i meet you i meet you so that's interesting you can put this in a lot of different ways right right you, you you've heard the term embrace the suck mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. a military mm -hmm. term is mm -hmm. it not? Mm -hmm. all right what that means is what is that well actually you tell me what it means you're in the military oh, no, i, I want to hear your philosophy of it please all right yeah. well i'll give you my philosophy according to being a drummer Okay, good. Because I had a teacher that would say that, embrace the embrace suck. He the wasn't suck. in the military, but he said, embrace the suck. Mm -hmm. 
it sucks learning how to play the drums. Yeah. It absolutely can be one of the most miserable things that you're doing. It's tedious. You're, you're going to get pissed. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to frustrate the shit out of you. If you're, if you're able to embrace the suck and break through, then you'll become gradually a better and better drummer. And, right. Right. Because there's a lot of suck in it. And, and that what, what that means is life is not going to... The things that you strive for, the things that you want are not going to be easy. And if you can embrace the not easy parts of it, then the reward is in when it, when it opens up. Now, yeah. I know that's way different than military. Oh, no. The, the funny thing is, is that you use something, you know, totally different than, than what the military would call embracing the suck. However, the point is still the same. Okay. The point, is, I should say, however, comma, because Dwayne, uh, that's you. guy at work, he always say boogie. You never say comma. Let yeah, you write stop saying it. You, and I that's know. great. You got to change it up a little I, bit. I got to. I got to. If people yeah. start going, however, comma, and they finish it for you, you got to start going, okay, let me change that up. Yeah, let me bit. change it up. It's hard sometimes, <laughs> though, because it just flows off so easy. Right. Any rate, um, what happens is, in the military, embracing the suck is, you're, you're pushing through everything. Everything that's designed to... Mm. exhaust your body, destroy your body, just mm -hmm. push you to That's the limit, it. whereas you're done. You know, embrace the suck is, embrace it, because you get past that, you just became a new person. That's a it. A different person. It's, you're right, it is exactly the same. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know. So, uh, the man, you, you, here's the funny thing, and I want everybody to know this, okay? Nobody in their right mind should assume that they're at the level where they need to be. Life is, a, is an evolutionary joint journey. Yeah. We evolve daily. So if you choose to stop adjusting, stop adapting, stop evolving, shouldn't be here. And I'm saying this because of the fact that, Jason, when we do this, you make me better each time. Now, I'm a bad man. I'm not Muhammad Ali, but I'm a bad man, I'm right? a bad man. <laughs> right. Yet... You make me better each time. And I always say in conversations, when you converse with someone, you're going to be better a minute later, mm. an hour later, a day later. You're going to be a different person. Yeah. All right. That's what evolution is about. So, again, right now I'm feeling this. Right? I'm feeling that we're evolving as it goes because my, my idea of the human stain, my idea of growth, my of the idea of, as you say, networking, uh, it's taken on a, a different plane now. And I guarantee you tomorrow, I'm going to have more to say about it. Yeah. Just from this interaction. And so will other people because we're creating a podcast about it. Absolutely. There you go. Well, let me do this little ad here because yeah. I told you about it last podcast. Yes, yes, and, you did. And uh, uh, I'm assuming because we look, we record two in one day. That's what we do. We got we got time to record two in one day. And that's right. what we do. So I, I'm assuming at this point that you've already downloaded the app because I showed you how to do it. Yeah. Because you don't know how to do it yourself. <laughs> I don't know how to do it myself. I think that's the thing. I think you just latch. I think you latch on to, oh, I just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> and you don't try. And I think, you know, your son makes fun of you about it. Yeah. You got to try a little harder. Well, here's so, the deal. The thing about it is I have you guys. Now, if I was no, no, like. No, don't on, rely on me. No, that, and that's the problem with me. If I was like on a deserted island and had no choice but to survive, mm -hmm. I would do it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this to you. Embrace the suck, bro. <laughs> Embrace <laughs> Embrace the suck. And part of the suck is learning how to do this crap. And what I'm talking about is the PodCoin app. Well said. All right. It's a free podcatcher that pays you to listen. That isn't that incentive of enough for you, for you, man, to get paid to listen? I got a couple of kids that will start podcast listening. Yeah. 
Yeah, and maybe they'll get dad uh, a Starbucks gift card after listening because they can't afford their own because they don't work and they're just mooching off. I don't know if that's true. I'm just, <laughs> that's, what, that's wishful oh. <laughs> thinking as far as me getting some from their money. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a free podcatcher that pays you to listen to by, uh, to listen to podcasts by earning PodCoin that can be cashed in for various gift cards, including Starbucks, like I mentioned, and Amazon gift cards. Uh, you can download the app on your iPhone or Android, and when you sign up using our special code Boogology, that's Boogology, you get... 300 pod coin right out of the gate to either cash in or donate to charity. That's the cool part about it. You can wow. donate it to charity as well. Uh, all of the Low Tree Studios podcasts are on the app, so start listening today. Now, we talked about Embrace the Suck. What about this? What about okay. this? Because okay. you said people stain your lives mm. uh, in a positive and negative way. Yes. How about Embrace the Stain? Wow. See what you're doing? See what you did there? I told you, I'm, I'm going to be different tomorrow. Embrace the stain. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, right? This goes with a culture of caring yes. and the idea of forgiveness that we talked about. Yes. Because people can stain our lives in a really negative way. And if we don't forgive them, we're swallowing poison every day we think about it. Every day. Embrace every day. the stain that they've embrace put the on stain. you. And isn't that an element of forgiveness? If you can embrace the stain that they've left on you, yeah. then not only you become a better person because you're better navigating the world now, not in a way where you don't trust people. I'm not saying that because I, f I think forgiveness doesn't shut doors, it opens doors. Right. Right. I, Resentment shuts doors and makes you not trust people. It makes you walk around like you're walking in a minefield when it comes to people. And I'm not saying that. Forgive people, embrace the stain that they've put on you, and how will that impact your life? I, I think, man, that that would take me to areas I've never even been before mentally nor spiritually because I do enjoy the people, and, and I do shift through the matter that I, that I, a data that I gather, right, to determine what's quantifiable and what isn't. You're, you know? you're evaluating the stain. Absolutely. But well, that's part as, of embracing, though, is it not? Yeah, You're it looking is. Looking at all sides of it. However, comma. <laughs> there it is. Embracing the stain means finding value in everything of it. And you said that on the last podcast. Yes, I finding did. Finding the good. Yeah, finding value in everything of it. And I really strive to do that. I strive to do that in everything. You know, I mean, uh, all right, I said every man is my brother and every woman is my sister, right? Somebody hit me one time and said, okay, Boogie, how's your son, your brother? I said, oh, that's easy. We're all up in heaven. God said, who wants to go down next? And I said, I do. He said, okay, go down. You got a brother and sister down there waiting for you. You're going to call him dad and her mom. Listen to them because they're going to teach you everything about that world. When you're prepared, you're going to leave and go on your own. You're going to find a sister. You're going to call her wife. Get ready because I'm going to send more brothers and sisters down for you to, to um, take care of. You have two, two jobs. I mean, two goals with them. One, protect them from themselves. And the second is help them become the best they can become. Mm. All right? So my thing is, in, in my growth, in, in my, my entire logic, as far as raising my children, as far as raising myself, as far as continually to cultivate and develop myself, I have to look deeper into who I am, mm -hmm. deeper into what's going on, around me. So when my son, at 15, I had this nice seven series Beamer, right? My son at 15, somebody said, Boogie, you can't find good in everything. Mm. I say, yes, I can. It's like you can't. Mm. 
So yeah, they say, okay, your son, right? Who um he went, he was drank with his friends. He shouldn't have been drinking, but got drunk with his friends. Is this a scenario? Just scenario. Actually yeah, happen, right? scenario. Gotcha. All right. He was drinking with his friends, stole your car, your your seven series beamer, and went and he wrecked it. Now find good in it. I said, okay, is he dead? Right. They were like, yeah, he's dead. I said, okay, did he kill anybody else? They're like, man, it can't be that easy. I said, it is that easy. See, while you're mourning the time that you never had with your child, I understand that there are people whose children are bo still born. They, they don't even who, get to experience their right, children. Who don't have a day with their child. They didn't even get the opportunity to allow the child to have a, a, a stain yes. beyond their birth. Beyond their birth. I've had 15 years with my son. I'm not going to feel sorry for the time I don't have with him. I'm going to rejoice in the time I did. You understand? So that would, that's the challenging part of trying to find the good. It is. It's really challenging. So, Especially when you're hurt. There's a lot of emotion involved. Emotions absolutely. can cloud things. They can cloud clear thinking, clear absolutely. logic. Now, but if you go through life all the time just trying to find the good, you're going to mourn because it's just natural human instinct, right? Would. Yet the clarity will come a lot quicker. You don't have to go through life mourning or brooding for four or five years to finally get clarity. It'll come a lot clearer, a lot quicker. Yeah. You know, and um, saves a lot on therapy bills. And, uh, <laughs> um, so that that's my objective daily, right? Right. Just to go through with that with, with that mindset. So someone, uh, can you think of someone now that's left a negative stain on you that you can still remember to this day? I'll, I'll tell you something right now. And you don't have to say names, but there's someone that left a negative stain on you. First, I want to... I want to know what the stain was without too many details, unless you're willing to, 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 uh, to reveal I, them. I don't have a problem. Growing up, I was 14, 15. We lived in a three-room shack, shanty. Um, there was a living room, a bedroom, and a kitchen. We had no bathroom. So my mom and I lived there together in very poor conditions. We were the poorest people in our neighborhood. Everybody else had already grown up and moved out and everything, so we realized too. I fought a lot because people would make fun of me and everything. So I was crying one time talking to my mom, and she said, they're jealous of you. And I said, of what? <laughs> what the hell? We don't have anything. So this one guy, he, he was my age taller than me, slim guy. He was messing with me. And when I tried to fight him, his brothers all jumped in because they're about like a year apart, right? So nothing I could do. Anyway, year goes by. So they all beat the in. shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. Years goes by, so now I'm in the military. I'm in the military about maybe six, seven years later. Yeah. That wow. left a stain. Yeah, it did. So when I start lifting weights, and I'm in the military now, I would always lift heavy weights, and I would think of that guy. Mm. He was my motivator. Mm. He was my inspiration. I always wanted to just hurt him. He, in turn, motivated me so much that within, I would say, three years, I was benching over 500 pounds. Wow. And every time I do it, I call his name. <laughs> wow. 
So I ran into him maybe, God, in 2006, no, 2007. So quite a few years after. Yeah, quite a few years afterwards. So 2007, I ran into him. And actually, he was in California, and all this stuff happened in Louisiana. And we actually hung out, and it was cool. But never did he know that. He was like, man, you're big. Damn, what happened? Mm, did you never told him? Never did he know that he was my, my inspiration to just run into him one day and just break the hell out of him. See, so <laughs> now I, I, I know there's other things. There's other things for all of us. I, I mean, I've, we've all been through that. Yeah. Where there's something that just came. There, there, somebody might be going through it right now. Someone's leaving a very negative stain. And maybe it's not the best thing to use it as motivation, but I think it, it can be. And people, look, what's Michael Jordan? He had a coach. Did he have a coach that, did, that, that cut him from the team? I could be totally wrong about this, but I, I heard that Michael Jordan had a coach that said he wasn't cut out for the team, and that motivated Michael Jordan to become who Michael Jordan is in, today. In high school. Yeah. In high school. Right. Yeah. But that happened to him several, several times. Even when he played college ball at UNC, he played under Dean Smith, which is a mastermind of a coach. And everybody says Dean Smith was the only coach to able to hold Michael Jordan under 15 points a game because he didn't want him to shoot that much. So afterwards, we hit the NBA, you know, the rest is history. Right. But, um, so yeah. w- w- this, is w- this is why the concept is so great. It's human stain, but we're gonna, we might even change it to embrace the stain. Yeah. Embrace the stain. And what that means is evaluate what it means to you because I don't believe that and I don't, I'm not, I'm not, we've, you asked me this question before we started podcasting today, whether I'm a religious person or a spiritual person right. and I'm a spiritual person. So when I use the word God, I don't maybe use it in the same way that maybe a Christian uses the word right. association as, as God, but I don't believe that God or the universe puts anything in your life that you cannot handle. Absolutely. And it's all there for a reason. As cliche as that sounds, it's all there for a reason. So when I say embrace, I don't mean embrace and just yield. I mean embrace and really look at what it means in your life. And sometimes it doesn't come till later. I don't know if it came till later for you that you realize that what that guy did by jumping you all those years ago motivated you to become uh, a different version of yourself, a version of yourself that would not let anybody do what that guy did to you. Right. And we all need people like that in our lives. When we're going through it, it may seem like the worst thing on the planet. But what is it going to mean to you down the road? And maybe that's the question you ask. What is this? What to put to put a pause and put some space around it? You can say, "What is this going to mean to me later on, and why am I experiencing it?" Because we're all experiencing something, because it's exactly what we need to be experiencing. Yes, and but and we don't understand why we're experiencing it though. See, because you can't in the moment. You're wrapped I, up in emotion. You're wrapped up in it. Right. Because our truth is already written, right? If you look at it, our life is already written. Now, so I disagree with you there. You disagree with me on I that? I do. See, I believe thing, we create it. I think we create all the time by our responses to it. I think, I think that we have different parallel areas that we can go, and we each have a fork every time, whatever step we take. There's a fork every. If I decide to get up and go through one door, when I had an option to go through another door, when I go through that door, there's a different reality I'm living. If I go through the other door, there's a different reality I'm living. I think we always have parallel options, but it's already written. Mm, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, so, but I, but I understand what you're saying too, because our actions do cause a reaction. 
right? We're creating it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the more we become wise to it, the, the more we know better, the, the, the better we do and start to really shape the life we really want, the more we become conscious of our choice. Right which is what we're trying to do with a podcast like this, yeah. uh, the more we become conscious of our choice, the more we're actually consciously shaping our lives as opposed to unconsciously just being bounced from here and there. I can tell you one of the most spiritual, th spiritual things ever happened to me. Now, mind you, this is a man that, had, that suffered a stroke. This is a man that has had serious situations where he should have died, right? I was roughly seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. And there was these two boys that lived behind our house. There was like a break in between the fence. We used to call it the alley and walk through there. But our backyard, you could see their house and there was this big tree there. So they were older than me and I was walking by and they told me, hey, do me a favor. Stand on this brick right here. I said, why? They said, stand on the brick. I said, no. They said, he's scared. He's not going to stand on it. Mm -hmm. So I stood on a brick. Mm -hmm. I stand on a brick. And then one was like, you do it. How you do it? I'm like, what? I can hear this faint yell. My mom calling my name. Mm. I couldn't hear it. Like, clear. I'm like, and I turned and I looked. And she was standing in the doorway at the back door. And she was yelling my name. Mm. My mom never goes out that back door. She never did. She was calling my name. And when I got off that rock, all those bricks, and I started walking away, i say maybe 20 feet away, I heard this crash. I turned around. They had a net with bricks in it, and they had it suspended from a tree, and it was supposed to fall on my head while I was standing on those bricks. Wow. Yes. My mom. When I got over there, she said, come here. Those boys are trying to kill you. And Oh, my goodness. I That's said, crazy. And we talk about it. I said, Mom, you never go. She said, something just made me go back there that day. At that time. So, yeah, I'm very spiritual. I was religious at one time. But religion has become such a cash cow, man, that there's so much false heresy prophecy out there. I don't even follow it. I just know that God... Like you said, we don't know who we call him. There's a, a superior being. God has plans for me, has things set in line for me to do. And I just walk. And every night I pray, every morning I, I pray with a, with a simple meditation. Then I go about my day. Yeah, and, and God's placed people in our lives. Right, absolutely. And beautiful stains. Exactly. That to I become, embrace. Be, to, to become part of the mosaic of stains. Look at you, man. <laughs> that is who we are. Yes, yeah, that's who we are. Look at you. We're the Louvre right now, man. We got all this stuff here. <laughs> so I'll say this. It's inevitable people are going to impact your life in a way, in such a way that they may stain your life, positive or negative. Right. It's going to be both. It's going to happen. So as we talked about embracing the suck, Boogie and I say, embrace the stain, dude. Embrace the stain. And see what might come if you actually mm -hmm. begin to do that. Yes. And I'll tell you, with the people that you encounter, if, if they're staining you in such a way, by embracing it, nothing but good could come out of it. It's a good thing, man. Yeah. It's a good thing. And of course, not, that doesn't mean like if someone's 
again, abusive to you or something like that, that you got to just stand there and take it. That's not what we're trying to say. And not what I'm trying yeah. to say. What I mean is embrace what, what the reason is behind them being in your life and why they've been placed there. Right. Now, and what, how can you become a better version of yourself because of it? Now, that's a good word you use when you say abuse. Because keep in mind now, guys, the word abuse comes from two words, abnormal use. Mm, absolutely. Uh, right? So the thing about it is if I'm treating you abnormally and you got to know what your normal is, you got to know what, what you accept as normal. It's great. Then that's being abusive. You, you don't want to let anybody do that to you. No, you do not. Right. So don't embrace that. But after you've walked away from it, embrace the reason behind they were there, b- behind why they were there. So. Absolutely. Well, that's that. That's our show. And again, remind you, if you want to check out more of the shows that we have coming out of Low Tree Studios, go to www.lowtreestudios.com. Thank you for listening to our show. We we sure we sure have a so pleasure. So quick, man. So quick. It is. You know, it's yeah. a nice little bite-sized treat for that's you. Good. And uh, we, we love bringing it to you. So hopefully you're enjoying the show. Tell us if you like it. Go to our website and uh, leave a comment, sign up for our newsletter, all that business. And remember, know yourself before anyone else does. Uh, Boogie, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you.